Oh, one more thing. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Word Vomit Podcast, the podcast where we talk about video games, music. Whoa, wait a minute. What was that? And Echoes. And Echoes. Nice. Uh, comic books, television, streaming. I am Vitamin E Man, the stubborn SOB. Uh, with me on the show, Randy Kings, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, hey. And ladies and germs, we've got Sean Vander. <laughs> and we're recording from our respective places because that shelter ordinance is still in place. So if you guys like what you're listening to, remember, we're doing this absolutely free, but we would love it if you liked, shared, subscribed. And if you're watching us on YouTube, ring the bell so that you get notified of all new videos. Give guys, what is up? Uh, we're now in day 20-something in the shelter in place. And... Eh. Has it only been about 20-something days? I don't know. I'm guessing. Well, because it was the end of... For, well, officially, it was the end of uh, March when it happened, right? Wasn't no, it? no. They talked about it a little, at least for California. California, I know, jumped on it beforehand than anybody else. I, I think they did it around, I want to say, the 16th of March. So, yeah, about a month. Man, a little I, over a month, yeah. I don't know what you guys are. I don't know, man. Because I've always had to go to work like there was no problem. And then things were like well hey, i mean the they, they, they put the ordinance up and then they're just like okay now we're gonna start talking about essential businesses and yeah, i think yeah. yours is an essential business so oh it absolutely totally is it is and, it is well, also for me it's uh i can work remotely and yeah a lot of people were able to do that as well like, i'm not like i'm not working i'm not having a vacation at home i'm still working yeah okay that's cool but in like 12 hours trying to figure some stuff out so i gotta ask you something there man kings um how is it working from home because i've always heard like there's people that are like it but there's also people that are a little frustrated because it's easier to get distracted uh it can be but i have a whole routine i do you know i st people will uh i know, like you will see on the news people don't only get dressed from the waist up when they're doing zoom meetings oh yeah <laughs> routine the same way i get up i you know uh, you know, do my morning stuff, brush my teeth, get dressed, walk my dog, come back, make breakfast for my son, you know, uh, get things going for my, uh, Lupe because she's still working. She actually is leaving the house to go to work still. Uh, she's doing her live, uh, like Zoom or remote teaching, but from the classroom uh, at her school. Ah. Oh, so she still goes to the school. She does go to the school, school. So like not a lot has changed. It's just that I can't go out to, you know, sometimes Ronan wants to go out and do something. I'm like, well, we can't do a lot, buddy. Whatever is around the house is what we got to do. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I still, I have, I have a separate workspace I work in and whatnot, so. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I guess for anybody who's listening to the show and works from home, that's probably a really good idea. Set up a routine and just stick to it. That's probably gonna be the best way of doing it. Uh, it's been a pain in the ass from like my sister. Yeah, what does she do? Uh, <laughs> she's been working from home, but she's got two kids that have to also do to school, yeah. and it's a pain in the ass. Well, right now it's, they're in summer vacation, so they early summer, summer vacation. vacation. <laughs> it's spring break, sorry, and they're not doing anything. So video games and cartoons for those kids. But man. when school starts, oh man, no, uh, yeah, we made a schedule. Well, rather, uh, Lupe made a schedule for Ronan to go by, so he has okay. To it's not just him on the iPad or on the Switch. He actually has like... Short I, I, I got to say, man, um, I was super happy whenever I got the summer vacation because sometimes uh, television channels would anticipate it so that they would get particular early morning cartoons. And that's how I was introduced to Ronin Warriors. Oh, man. Powers in the armor. Yeah. 
Anime. Douchy. Like that was my jam when I was a little kid. And then when I, this was at a time when I was living in the, in the South Bay. And then when I moved to the East Bay and then finding out that a lot of the friends that I ended up making were also really big fans of it was a lot of fun too. So I was just like, yes, this is awesome. Weren't the Ferber swords from Ronin warrior. So badass. They were amazing. Uh, Great swords. Really good too. The thing that got me though, is that I, I wanted that series, but I can just never pick it up. And a friend of mine ended up giving me, like, they're all new copies he got as a promotional gift. Every volume on DVD, which is wow. awesome. Wow. Volume one. I'm like, ah, son of a bitch. The first one, but the first four episodes. And apparently that's, like, the hardest one to come by at the time. Like, they didn't produce a lot. So I'm like, okay, so I have the entire series except for, like, the first four episodes. Like, yeah. Damn. <laughs> it's like, those, and those first four episodes are great, too. That, that, that really sets the tone. It does. Especially when they got, like, uh, was it, uh, Ryo gets his butt kicked by, like, a regular soldier, because he's a rookie, he doesn't know what's going on, and he gets, yeah. like, a, equivalent to a Foot Clan member. It wasn't, but didn't that, that ninja have Anubis's weapon anyways, which is probably what was giving him the power-up? A little bit, but still, he got schooled, and it's like, oh, man, this is crazy. He didn't just step over these guys. But yeah. That was an awesome show right there. Power Good thing. stuff. You know, they never made a video game based off of that. I know, right? I thought they did. Like, there's got to be something on the Super Famicom somewhere. Right? I'm gonna look that up right now. All right, what you got? See if there's a video game based on that. Because if there is, just LP it. We can. Oh, I'm gonna find it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. Are you guys still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake? Are you guys Absolutely. <laughs> well, okay. I, uh, I own it. Uh, I, I I mentioned this before. Now I own it too. I'm like, oh hey, I, I got one. Well, I mean, I, I if we're getting into our weeks, then I mean, then we're getting into our weeks. But do we really want to start with me? Well, we didn't say anything about that. But okay. But right, I mean, so right now I'm I'm looking up a video to see if if this is Ronin Wars. I don't think it is. Okay. Oh, the video game. Well, I because mean, it's it's titled Ronin Warriors, a Ronin Warrior, but I don't think it's what I think it is. All right, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't. You figured there would be a uh, like a wiki uh, for that, so explaining, hey, this is this is this. Is there anything else? Okay, uh, nothing referenced. Yeah, nothing referenced uh, on their wiki page. Which they, so there's and, no video game. And their Wikipedia page, not just their wiki. It doesn't say anything about a video game. Because usually it'll say like other media. And the only thing that I'm seeing right now is just talking about the music for their opening and the plot and like links to the individual characters themselves. So I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity right there. Like Bandai, wow. Bandai Namco, like why didn't you guys make a video game out of this? Why didn't Bandai Namco make a video game out of this? I mean, is it too late to make one now? I mean, granted, the series yes. was from 19, 1988 to 89. Yes. Relaunched, why not? Oh, man. Make a beat-em-up out of it. it, make it right, the game makes itself. It would be like Dynasty Warriors. That's oh, like, even better. Oh, that would be rad. That's all you got to do. You know, okay, so I'll say this right now. I wasn't a, a big fan of the Dynasty Warriors series in itself. 
but when they got together with other franchises and made something out of those, they, they did a lot of research on those and a lot of work. So like the perfect example is Hyrule Warriors. Like when they had the, the whole formula to it, but at the same time also utilizing all the items that you can get in the game, like the fire rod would have a special ability and you can actually team it up with the, with the sword to do really cool attacks. I was like, dude, this is rad. This is awesome. And then just added new characters and whatnot. You're like, I would never think I could play as Fee, but like whatever. And then Linkle, Linkle's dope, but yeah, I get you. Again. Yeah, you know, I mean, like missed opportunity, man. Missed yeah. opportunity. Missed opportunity there. Oh, well, I mean. It down to who owns the rights to this. So. Uh, it says and it was I... licensed by Discotech Media. <laughs> okay. Wh- whoever that is. I don't know. They're like, we should have made video games. Nah, video games, that's just a fad. No one cares about that. I know, right? Fire like, that man. Like, who would have thought that video games would be where they are right now? I mean, we're talking about fire it on a podcast man. now. Yeah, fire that man. Okay, cool. Why would you need to do that? All right, so I feel like, you know what? We kind of jumped on this really quick, but I, I, I want to check in on you guys really quick. Um, how are you guys' this week so far? Uh, work has gotten worse. Oh man, I've been so busy. Yeah. Yeah, it has. I mean, I want to play Final Fantasy VII, and last night, I, I had the chance. Um, and a little closer I, to the mic, sir. I was working on a, a video for Word Vomit Productions, and that was cool. And Actually, Sean, you're coming in really low. Am I? Yeah. Oh, news to me. But we've been having audio problems, so yeah. Uh, there we uh, go. All right, there we go. There it is. All right, sorry. Um, yeah, no, we've been having um, we've been having a huge volume at work, and then I was working on videos for Word Vomit Productions, which was cool. And um, y- y- expect more content there. But uh, when I finished all of that, I'm like, I want to play Final Fantasy VII, but I'm like. For my stream, I got a prep to play Soul Calibur. So I, saw I you went to the lab on Soul Calibur. That one was it? Did you get the round or did you get the match? One out of fifty that you mentioned. So real quick, I'm sorry. Uh, more of a technical difficulty, but Randy, I'm noticing that when when one person talks and you try to talk, you don't come in at all. Yeah, well, we're having Zoom troubles. Oh, fun times! Joy. That's you how you talk. Like P works. You gotta be careful when you're talking over each other. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, as, far, as far as when you come through, you sound good. But when it comes down to like conversation going back and forth, so just so that you're aware of it, want to make sure that you you knew because I know you're. Like I said, we're we're trying to work this out, ladies and gentlemen, and and there's little quirks here and there that we got to figure out. But, right uh, when we hit record, too. Yeah, but just so that everybody's aware. Yeah, we could do that with me and Emmanuel, but I don't know. Whatever. So back, uh, back to your day, Sean. So getting ready for oh, Soul Caliber. So I just went to the lab on Soul Caliber, and yeah, uh, I had some uh, had people in the chat uh, do do a clip of me winning a game and whatnot, and that's pretty fun. But the guy I'm playing has played Soul Caliber, man, all his life. All right, <laughs> look, the dude, like. The only he's the only guy 
when there is, let's say you go to a, like a convention and there's Soul Calibur on like the Dreamcast playing in a corner somewhere. That's where he a is. Bunch, yeah, and there's a crowd of people playing. He could go up to that crowd the minute he gets onto the controller and he will thin the crowd in 20 minutes. Nobody will play him. And it'll be like, damn. Or they'll try and just get squashed. <laughs> and it, it's horrible. I've... He's like, oh, I'm not that good. We have video evidence of him just completely killing at a convention, and people are just like, what the hell do we do? We were, just playing, we were just playing a friendly game of Soul Calibur, and this asshole had to come in here. And then it and became not destroy. so friendly. Yeah, and just destroy us. And he's, he's friendly about it. He's like, well, <laughs> come on, dude. And I'm playing him, and he's like, you know, hey, Soul Calibur, it's great. Come on, Sean, you can play Soul Calibur. And I'm like, I remember how to play Soul Calibur. <laughs> because of him now, I'm going to the lab in Soul Calibur, and when I'm able to get, like, rounds and wins, it's a victory. So when you see my stream at uh, Vendor978 at twitch.tv, uh, I'm very animated. It's, 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 it's very much that you've earned those victories, which is why they're, they're that Absolutely. more... Absolutely. They're, they're a lot sweeter because you actually had a claw and fight for it. Yeah, and ah. last night I went to the lab on it a little more because I'm prepping uh, for another stream today, mm. or like right after this. Well, a, a friend of ours went is uh, out of state, and they got a three-hour time difference with us, and she wanted to play against us, and I'm like, all right, Aww. cool. So, um, cool. so right after this, we're gonna be I'm going to be streaming at twitch.com. Or Sean Vander, Sean Vander, Vander nine seven eight at twitch.tv. Right on. And, uh, um, yeah, we're gonna be doing that. Cool, cool. Randy, um, how's the week treated you, man? Uh, you know, just another week. Um, at home. Uh, like I mentioned before, I picked up. Uh, I got Final Fantasy VII remake. Was able to pick up a physical copy. Uh, Deluxe edition, which I was like, oh, cool. And uh, I didn't have to like pay anything extra for it. Um, you know, loaded it up. I got my got the DLC with it. Even it's like, all right. I I have the suspicion that Randy carries the luck up materia, and it's a mastered materia. Yeah, it's in his butt. Hey, 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 hey! It's in his butt. Who told you that? Well, because I can't find the materia hanging off a keychain, a necklace, an earring, or whatever. I keep it, actually, keep it tucked in like real tight, so you know, real tight in his butt. No. Not there. But. I, I love how I tried to start it as a lighthearted joke about the video game, and then it went up to putting, putting things up people's butts. Yep. I don't know where that materia is. That's what, that's what this podcast is all about, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to use the steel material to get it from Randy, but it, it's, it's too hard. Maybe yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, uh, practice that. Uh, I didn't, there's not enough in that materia to do it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I picked that up and then, uh, I'm finalizing the order. I'm going to do the, I'm gonna actually going to pick up those, uh, physical editions of the limited run games, uh, release of, uh, of Panzer Dragoon oh, or, and then Streets of Rage 4. I'm going to pick up those as well. And, uh, especially since they announced the release date, which I'm excited. We'll, we'll, we'll be talking about that in a little bit too. But oh yeah. yeah. I ordered that. It's like, okay, I can afford to do this. Okay, do I want to buy more? <laughs> Don't buy every one. Don't, do I want to get both versions? Do I want to get like... No, it's okay. Maybe. All I right. Know. I can still order more. So right it's like, uh, but yeah, pick that up. And then 
uh, watched um, what was it? There's there's a movie I watched on Netflix that I didn't know was uh, was even a thing, and it's actually really well made. Um, is uh, Stephen Amell did it with his cousin called Code Eight, and it's a really good action movie series. It's kind of like in the vein of like if you were if we were in a world where like mutants or powered people existed and how they would be treated in this country. Like, oh shit, this is actually really well done. And I, it's one of those things where I'm like, why the hell this is not in theaters? I don't know why. Mm, cool. Uh, Netflix got that exclusivity is why. <laughs> well, apparently yeah. it was a whole thing where they built, they, well, they, Stephen Mill produced this movie using crowdfunding sources to get money for it. And it doesn't look cheap at all. Like the production value is super high. Like, cool. I'm not even saying like, oh, good for TV. No, like high value, like, Holy crap! How they how they get the money for this? Oh, people put money into it, which is cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, I I opened up. Uh, uh, well, Ronan, my son, noticed that I had a bunch of Lego sets in my office that have not been built, and he asked uh, if he could build one. It's an Avengers from Avengers One set, and that he uh, I told him he needs to behave and do some chores, and he did all this stuff for like an entire week, and now he built one thing. He got excited because he has a Hulk minifig now. Even though it's not <laughs> actually a really big figure, considering, but yeah, he—that's uh, what I'm doing with him, building Legos. All right. Nice. Well, I'm glad everything's going well, both work-wise and being able to pick up video games as well. <laughs> Sweet deal. Uh, speaking of, you just mentioned it right now. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Sean. We gotta move it on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you're right. Streets of Rage finally does have a release date, and I actually pulled up the the very last trailer that they're gonna have. I think. Uh, where they also announce it. So you guys want to do like a reaction video really quick Actually, since we're already well, here? Yeah, and I did have a question about that. Uh, what version are we getting? Is that like we're going to need like a PC or or a PlayStation 4? Are you or? saying in the sense of like us in general or like what they're releasing it on? Well, because let's be fair, um, there's no way we're not going to LP Streets of Rage. Yeah, it was on the list. It's go. We are going to LP Streets oh, yeah. of Rage. It's gonna get played. We're gonna. You know what? Uh, and I hope he's listening to this podcast. I was actually gonna reach out to uh, Rob Rega because he's you know friend of the show, but he's also mm-hmm. a really big Streets of Rage fan as well. And it is up to four players, so I would like to get four players on the screen. Yeah, and uh, how would we pull that off? Is it gonna be PS4 or PC so we can LP that? Because I would love a, a Word Vomit Productions like beat down on some streets of rage like all cooperatively that would be great i guess it'd have to be the easiest one would be pc right actually ps4 would be the easiest one because everybody has that here we go are you guys ready for this hell yeah let's Let's, go let's do this do it well unmute it there you go did you put the with audio on yeah i can yeah when you do the share you can pick with the audio Oh, see, now you're going to have to redo this all over oh. again. <laughs> oh, no. You know, we thought this was going to happen because we knew the last time we tried this. Yeah. Was, yeah. Dang, this looks really good. This does look really good. Oh, man. I, I didn't think it would look as good with the original sprites, but. But they did a good job, right? Yeah, they did. Oh, hot. Oh, this looks, it's very well when we're watching this it's looking kind of like sketch right now but I mean, we're streaming this in there so yeah that's true so like oh adam come here and i think that's why i'm gonna play as adam because he has like a mini powered geyser 
You had Axel. All right, fine. Whatever. There you go. All right. It looks uh, really yeah, good. No, no, you can share with audio. Like. Yeah, can... yeah. I didn't do it, admittedly. Oh, well. But... Okay. When you do the share on the window, there's a thing that says share computer sound. Oh, okay. Good to know. Still but learning Zoom. It looks, it looks really good. Like, I didn't think it was going to be as hot as it was. And I was a little concerned by the animation or the uh, art style. But it looks great. And then the fact that they added the original uh, designs is pretty hot, too. Yeah. From, uh, from, uh, from really what it looks like, uh, part one, two, and three, depending on, on who was on what. Uh, I mean, I didn't think. I mean, we played that uh, Streets of Rage remake, the 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 fan oh. one that was originally supposed to be like the original. It was a new sequel that didn't get uh, finalized, and they just released it. I thought that was amazing, and all the stuff they did in there. Do this you think? Do you guys think that uh, when that was released, because you know we know that Sega did the cease and desist on that, and then they just ended up releasing it for free. Do you think that kind of lit a fire under Sega to? possibly come out with a new one or do you think that they were already in the process of making one i mean fire i think i actually mm. I don't think i think i don't think it was that game per se i think it's all these other titles coming out that because too there's there when that when the on, streets of rage online came out that was actually several years ago now and it's one of those things where the uh retro scene wasn't necessarily as big as it is now like there yeah. there's a ton of retro games out now of all different styles from the rogue, you know, the Metroidvania style to platformers, and like, there's a ton of beat 'em ups out there now. There's like, man, so yeah, and you don't want to be like, it's like, dude, look, Sega, do we have to do your job for you? Do we have to do your job for you? Well, I mean, if you think about it, they kind of did. You remember uh, Sonic Mania? Also, that game again, Streets of Rage Online, uh, the remake that or that we played was originally going to be one but it just they couldn't they 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 ended it because they didn't think they were going to make any money on it uh by the yeah. way you you were right it says as of right now it was like a 2011 title the yeah. streets of rage online years ago and sega was a different Boy. so we could say oh they they could have made tons of money we don't know that you don't know that at yeah all. we don't technically we don't but at all but you also don't want your f fans to be like, look, this is what we want and we're doing it for you. So it's like, well, egg I don't, on your face, guys. Come on. It's egg on their face because it wasn't the remake wasn't a hot sell because I didn't know about it until a friend of mine told me about it like several years after it was released. Well, yeah, then that's a marketing issue. Well, like, oh, shit. Like, this is out. Oh, God, this is amazing. And then, you know, it comes down to is would you pay money for that? It was a free game. Would I have paid like $30 for the game? Probably not. $10 maybe. For online, um, I think I'd go like 15, 20 bucks. I'm with a manual on that. Yeah, that, that would have been an easy 15, 20 bucks you could have made. Done. Mm, well, no, let's see. It would have been $6 they would have made on that. Right, because, you know, all the, the side stuff, everybody's got to get a piece yeah. here and there. Whatever platform they're going to I go suppose. Right. It's not, Steam is not doing these things out of the goodness of their own heart. They take a very No, they don't. You take a pretty big cut of that. So, but yeah, no, I mean, we could argue all day long that they should have done this years ago. I'm like, oh, I don't know if we had the technology to enjoy. Also, I think the Switch is probably going to be the hottest one. You think so? Oh, yeah, probably. Sell the most because it fits so well on that console. Beat em ups on the Switch work really well. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's true. 
and it's like, oh, you can play it on the go. You can play it with your friends. You immediately already have multiplayer availability to you because it comes with two controllers. Tiny controllers, but yeah, I see what you're saying. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot for that couch co-op. co-op but yes, yes, I don't know, but I'm excited to see it. Uh, I that's a game where I am getting the digital one. I'm not sure which platform I'll get it on first. Did they release a, a price point for the just the download? Because I know that they released the the collector's edition stuff, like thirty thirty five and sixty bucks. But like it comes with the art books and the Sega oh, yeah, Genesis that's box. The, that's the that's the that's limited run games. That's a physical version. It's not right. The, I'm guessing it's going to be like maybe is it maybe twenty nine? I don't know. Does Steam have a price yet? I'll I'll look hmm. it up on my end too. All right, yeah, do that. We need to um we need to focus on that so we can actually collaborate and LP all three of us when that comes in. Uh, according to IGN, okay, it's going to be coming share it, share out. Uh, yeah, one sec. It's going right, to be coming cool. out on the thirtieth. And it's gonna go for twenty four ninety nine. I think that's about right. Yeah. Okay. You got right, my money. Right over here. Yeah. Street Stage Four: the, the long-awaited sequel to the classic side-scrolling beat 'em up series uh, will be released on April thirtieth for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. It will cost twenty four ninety nine uh, United States dollar. Uh, UK and Australia price is not available at the time. And we'll also launch straight onto Xbox Game Pass. Oh, wow. Thank okay. God. You know what? If that's going to be the case, I don't think we'll be able to get Rob Reagan on here because I think he has the Game Pass. Oh, and, okay. And I don't have an hey. Xbox One. And I don't think Sean does either. I have one. Yeah. Why would I want well, then, an well, then You and one. Rob Reagan could let's play it and have all the fun you want. Nice. Uh, wouldn't it just be better to get it on PC or something then? Yes, uh, no. it's on Xbox One now, and it's supposed to be really good. So that's a reason to get an Xbox One. Okay. I don't know. I don't like Fantasy Star Online. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. No. Is uh, that what you said? Uh, you, uh, we, said you blacked out there. I couldn't I said, hear that. Yeah, yeah I know you're right. It is. Fantasy Star Online is out. Like, it got released, I think, was that a week ago? It did. Yeah, actually, I know. Uh, I know Rob Reagan jumped on that one too. He's a big fantasy star fan. Mm, but yeah, right. so yeah, I'm super excited about it. We got to see like all the characters are going to be essentially coming back in some sort of return. Uh, I'm wondering what the story is going to be like. Is Mister X back, or is it like a new crime syndicate? Finally, they just need to clean up the streets. Streets of Rage, Reynolds style. Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. You got cops uh, dispensing justice with rocket launchers and Corvette uh, squad cars. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I wonder if they should just have every other beat-em-up protagonist that show up like, you know, the end of Endgame. Like, you're going to get the the police officers from NARC show up. You're going to get, you know, the Lee brothers from Double Dragon showing up. It's going to be like, yeah, everyone, just come on in. They're all just going to Painting a beautiful picture, Randy. That's I don't know if you guys doing right if, now. if you guys watched the video prior to this because there was the other one where it actually showed the the retro characters and also you can set it up for the retro sound. Which personally, I think it sounds better with the retro sound than the than the new mixes, but that's just me. Uh, but it also looks like the older sprites also got um, functional remakes. So, for instance, um, Shiva where, when he has his uh, what's he call it. It's his, it's his special attack, the one that drains power. Apparently, he can do it, like, twice before he slams the character down. Yeah. And uh, Skate, when you do his regular special where he does the... 
the windmill almost. I know it's not the windmill, but it's almost like it. But now it actually moves across the screen. Okay. So, so it's, not, it, it's not just them doing it. It's them actually moving around. Right, it. right. I know if you guys even saw in that last video, but there's a, a video where uh, not Axel, Max, his regular was where he would just like clamp his hands and just spin in a cyclone. Now it looks like he grabs them and he grabs the opponent and he spins them around. Awesome. as he's doing it so everybody got even if it's just reusing the sprites they got functionality changes as well so yeah i'm, I'm, okay. I'm telling i'm telling you guys we've tried we've time traveled back to the 90s good i mean my god well, i mean Resi not really resident evil final fantasy streets of rage we're in the 90s again i mean it's well, gonna, it, there's gonna be a point where i'm gonna be at home playing streets of rage 4 uh with a bunch of hot pockets ready to go and Tostino's pizza rolls. I'm like, yeah, it's like uh, 1998 all over again. Here we go again. Well, if that be the case, then wrestling would have gotten a lot better, which that's far from the truth right now. I don't know, man. <laughs> No, I, I say it's getting better. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, you're right. AEW. Not necessarily sensing like the, the big cheese of, of wrestling, but like all the other stuff that are that's coming out because of it like we got mlw major league wrestling new japan really stepped it up oh yeah and as randy just mentioned aew aew hot fire the elite the elite i was i was trying to say that for a segue so we can get into this topics but i mean let's see i don't know it just didn't work out I tried for a segue. Yeah, you see what happens? See? Shame on it's you, It's what sir. you get for fucking trying, Sean. Yeah. No, it's what you get for mentioning that you're trying. You remember what Vince Lombardi said? If you lose, you're out of the family. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, don't All lose. right. All right. Okay, so honestly, I'll, I'll be honest with our audiences. I didn't really want to bring this one up, but uh, I... I kind of got vetoed on this one, so I got to. I, I respect my co-hosts, and they felt like they wanted to talk about it. We're gonna go all the way with it. Just a mention. All right, just a, little just a mention. Uh, so earlier this week, uh, WWE was considered an essential business, believe it or not, in well, Florida. Okay, we got so so they. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. So they were able to. They're able to continue to show episodes, record uh, at the performance center down in Florida, and then the day after it got deemed that, unfortunately, a bunch of wrestlers got their uh, futured endeavored. Is what it was that I like to call papers. it. They, they got their their future endeavors. Uh, some wrestlers didn't surprise me because. Uh, it was one of those things where I can tell like these wrestlers were unhappy. Uh, other ones were kind of like, oh, wow, they really went that way, huh? And it's just like, oh, it's a bummer. Like, if you look online, there's actually a lot of uh, those wrestlers who released videos like talking about how they're dealing with it, what's going to happen next. The one that I'm super excited about is EC3. Because oh. e EC3 yeah. is not sad. He uh, is using it to kind of like rebuild himself so that when whatever's going on right now, because again, I, I want to try to avoid yeah, yeah. putting it out there all too often. When, when that calms down and, and people are able to get back to work and independent contractors are able to get back to work, I feel like he's going to use this experience to launch himself to a new character. He's going to rebrand himself. So he's, he's doing really well with it. But there are other wrestlers that 
that oh man they're they were crushed um uh drake maverick he released a video and it's like it's become a meme almost like everywhere you look and if someone's talking about this particular subject they're putting up the picture of a teary-eyed drake maverick yeah he is absolutely heartbroken about this the good news is is that he while he has been let go he will be able to perform one last time under the nxt brand because they're doing this uh cruiserweight tournament to crown the new cruiserweight champion so he's gonna at least be able to if anything he gets a bit of a swan song like that that's his last goodbye before he goes not everybody else was able to get something like that well because rusev was also released which i feel like he was wasted there because he's such a good big guy and should have gotten way more opportunities than he did and he's so talented especially when they did the whole rusev day thing uh naturally created by the way he started that uh well not he but fans started that for him but he the last image they have of him i think was one of the other pay-per-views where he's sad because his the kfab being his wife leaves him for uh what's his face but it's like the image is so like oh that's so shitty looking like that can't be the last time you see him wrestle but that's how it happens in that business well it's like i was saying there's there's people that who ended up getting letting go that i wasn't surprised at uh if anybody who follows the rap sheets uh for wrestling uh, his wife Lana did sign a new contract, but Rusev didn't. Like Rusev, he didn't. I, he wanted to. From my understanding, it's not a thing that he's. It's he's not super. I mean, he's bummed not working anymore. But he wasn't happy being there. He's one of those. Right. He, he doesn't like it. And from my understanding, he's also very supportive of his wife doing which. Good. Happened. Yeah. Um. Like, I, people have to ask, are they really divorced? I'm like, no. No. No, it's, a, it's part of the story, man. They're they're doing this thing and not happening but yeah uh, give it time though sometimes that works out sometimes they don't uh yeah thanks thanks for thanks for putting that out into the universe sean vander you know like like terry runnels lost she's she's been married remarried and all that and whatnot and it's i mean it's tough when you're on the road for so long they're not on the road at all now so well yeah well well now that's the case that's crazy. They were um, their COVID nineteen. Damn it, Sean! Handled. Sorry. Say it, dude. I was reading the thing and went, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm so that sucks. Remind okay. me to remind me to throw a banana at you the next time I see you. Uh, well, Fine. in either case, the whole thing though is that because when I read that, I'm like, "Oh wait, they're an essential business." Oh, meaning they can still operate with minimal amount of personnel on location and cannot be open to the public. So it's, wow. not, it's not like people can do it's one of those things like, oh yeah, like I can technically go to the office if there's like less than six people there. I'm like, all right, go. But yeah, the people they let go, uh okay. we're not surprised by. But we can see I'm sharing on a list here for people on right. Yeah, yeah. So the list is good lord, Lou Gallows yeah. and Luke. um Luke, yeah. sorry, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, EC3, ouch, uh low rush, okay, Leo. Heath Slater, ow. Uh, Aiden uh, English and Eric Young. See, they got the, rid of Eric Young. So this is a funny thing. This is how we know what? that Sean didn't really watch WWE. He got like three of the no. names wrong. Yes, <laughs> All right, but Zach, I know I recognize a few of these guys though. Okay, this Shane Helms. Oh, really? Okay, so he's let, part of background staff though. Yeah. So okay. Let me, so let me tell you which ones I was I wasn't surprised with, and the ones that I were surprised okay, with. Okay, please enlighten me because I okay. don't watch WWE anymore. So, uh, Kurt Angle, I was surprised. 
Yeah, yeah, that would because because uh, yeah. he's a, he was a backstage agent uh, and he had just he recently just started. I think he's only been in the position for four months. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I was surprised wow. because they ju- they just signed a five year contract. Uh, so when they let him go, that's that surprised me. Uh, let's see, Drake Maverick surprised. Kurt Hawkins, I wasn't surprised. No, really? He's, no. He's trying to make a comeback, and he had him come like they had him team up again with, uh, you know, with uh, Zack Ryder. So you know they're a whole team, but you know it wasn't really picking up steam, and they're all this other folks. And, and you know what? They got a WrestleMania moment out of that. They won the tag team titles at WrestleMania. <laughs> tag team champions at WrestleMania, which was really so, good. Yeah. Um, um, EC3 wasn't surprised. Really? Okay. Not again. Yeah. But you know, it's, he's crazy talented, though. He is. He yeah. absolutely is. But I wasn't surprised. I don't have a place for him. Uh, Leo. Well, there's a story behind that, but we'll get into that another time. Leo Rush. I was kind of surprised. I know that when he got the call up to Raw, he got like very arrogant, and then like he became very unhappy, uh, and then like he came back, and it came. It looks like it looked like he came back with the renewed vigor. But it, I felt like he was still kind of like on the row. Heath Slater uh, wasn't surprised. He was, Cause he's fun as fuck. He's, he yeah, he just wasn't somebody that was utilized. Um, Aiden English wasn't surprised. I know that he's, he was a commentator for 205 Live, but even then 205 Live's kind of gotten a little bit of a brush aside more so than usual. Okay. Uh, and Eric Young also was not surprised. And I felt that they dropped the ball on that one because um, – Sanity Eric Young is oh, man. great. Sanity, Woo. Sanity on yeah. NXT was amazing. And then when they transferred over to SmackDown, they just bumbled it. It's hard when you're a big group because they try to recapture what the what the Wyatt family was, essentially. They're trying to not necessarily like exactly like them, but they want to get that same they want that same transition. And it's just hard to do that when you get to a bigger uh, audience. Zach Ryder uh wasn't surprised because a- again, kind of like what they were doing with uh with Kurt Hawkins, not somebody that was very much utilized. Honestly, I love to hate Zack Ryder, to be honest. But he is crazy talented, if I have to admit. Uh, <laughs> you know it. Uh, Sarah Logan um, wasn't really surprised, but no way, told, Jose. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wasn't surprised. Um, Eric Wohen. I was a little surprised because they were trying to give him a push, and then they squashed it, and then immediately after the squash that's when they let him go so a little surprised with that one and then uh primo and epico totally saw that one coming like okay i, the, I mean they were still employed they haven't done anything with wwe and they were still employed so as far as a cost-cutting measure i, I understand it uh mike and maria Canellis, um kind of surprised uh i know that maria had signed the five year because they were just trying to hold on to it i know mike was trying to get out of the contract because he w- he just wasn't wrestling and he didn't he wanted to wrestle and they just weren't letting him wrestle uh and then uh no way jose kind of saw it because it was just enhancement talent yeah He's the- and then uh as far as the producers uh, Lance Storm, Shane Helms, and Fit Finley. I, I don't know who got what because I know one of them got let go with, and I know that other ones got furloughed. <laughs> which, uh-huh. be, which essentially means like, well, you might as well just go now. Yeah. Well, I mean, the furloughed in the sense of like, you know, if we get you, if we can get you back, we'll get you back. Yeah. But I guarantee. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. Um, 
So here's okay. So check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then this will be the, the final thing about this. Okay. If you want to help these wrestlers or any other wrestlers that you like, always check out if they have their own personal pages to see if there's like a Patreon that they have set up. Um, you can check out 24 hour tees because some wrestlers actually sell their own t-shirt merches and 24 hour tees is awesome. They've actually done a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cause you know, it, it, more money goes to the actual talent. Like 24 hour tees does take its little cut because they're using their platform, but more money goes to the actual wrestlers than if you were to actually buy the shirt at an event. And because they're okay. not shit, like clothing from from like WWE, for instance, it's like their own unique ideas from the wrestlers themselves. So you get some really cool merch out of that. Um, other wrestlers are like doing autographs that you can buy. You can do that as well. Um, just check out the pages, see what they got, see what they have their own personal page, see if they have their own Patreon, see if they have their own stores. Check out Twenty Four Hour Tees. That's the best way that you can actually support these wrestlers right now. If the, if you were a fan of them. Check that out. Uh, check out if they have any other shows. Like, I know Luke uh, and Carl have their own podcast. Cool. Which actually went to number one in the in the sports section of podcasting. Like, after they got let oh, go, really? the, the last episode they got went to number one. Good wow. for that. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely check them out. Uh, that's, like, the best way that you can help these wrestlers out, especially during this time. Um, and if you can't do it financially, you know, a share takes two seconds. You know, share, enter, put it out there for anybody else to see. Yeah. Okay. Damn. That crazy, sucks. right? That, yeah. that is crazy, man. That that sucks for those guys. I mean, and I'm not a big WWE fan anymore, you're, just because of I, things. I, you're not but, a fan of the WWE, but you are a fan of the wrestling. wrestlers themselves. I yeah, I love wrestling, and if I can even catch it anymore, because I work so damn much. But um, yeah. If I go to a wrestling show or you see something on like line or whatnot, I, I pay attention to it. Okay. Uh, last little thing before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, what I like to okay. call it, the main course. Um, Sam Raimi has confirmed that he is involved with Doctor Strange 2. And if you didn't know, like see that coming a mile away, then you're blind, I suppose. Well, we have official confirmation now. Okay. So right. Sam, Sam came out and said like he is working on it or he is involved with it. And if you guys recall, this one is going to be considered a horror movie. Cool. Which I'm really excited about because I, I want to see what they do. And if you're going to get anybody to work on it, that's a horror movie fanatic. It's definitely got to be Sam Raimi. Yeah. Good oh, idea. Yeah. I mean, I can't. There's not that many people I can think of that do that genre so well. In the, in his, especially in his own style, like he, he definitely uh, you know can pull this off. <laughs> there are directors that use his style for their stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he set a he set a whole trend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it's funny because I think about it, I'm like, oh, you mean that guy who made Xena and Hercules: The Legendary Journeys? F yeah. Also, absolutely. Hold up, like wow. Okay, so they do. They were, there was an article. I didn't read it, but the headline was the perfect question that I have for you guys. Will Marvel, this iteration of Marvel, not Sony Marvel, but Marvel, help Sam Raimi get out of the comic book funk? Because after Spider-Man 3, yeah, I don't think any, any, produ- any 
not producers, I'm sorry, uh, like movie studios that were working on comic book characters even considered Sam Raimi, despite Spider-Man 2 being an incredible movie. Spider-Man 3, unfortunately, kind of... <sighs> Yeah. Um, so do you think with... I don't know if that is Sam Raimi's fault, though, is well, it? Well, let me finish. Let me finish the question. Um, do you think with the backing of Marvel, and if this becomes successful, Sam Raimi might be able to work on more comic book-based movies? Because he is an admitted comic book fan. And, and clearly, we got to see it with the Spider-Man movies. Uh, you know what? Let's start with uh, Randy King's on this one. Yes, please. Uh, I think... I don't know if it's a funk that he's been... I don't... <laughs> I don't think it's anything that's him putting it on there. I'm pretty certain that he still has enough clout to go, hey, I want to work on this. Will you consider me? Like, and someone might go, no. I mean, granted, he hasn't had a lot of successes on properties that don't belong to him per se, but, you know, he, he's also been doing a lot of other projects, like producing a lot. He's, he got the Evil Dead TV series off the ground. He was also one of the, he was the producer for the, um, was it? Yeah, I believe he was one of the executive producers for the Spartacus Star series. That was an awesome show. So it's one of those things where I don't think it's necessarily there's a situ- it's a situation where he needs to prove himself and he needs to have this. I think he he can get it whether he wants to. It's you know whether or not he can he's gonna have, feel good in the project he's in. It's kind of like how you know like ooh Tim Burton he's amazing, but he also did make Planet of the Apes, which is not a good movie, and that was totally his project and. Uh, it's one of those things where it may not have worked out. And that might be the case with Sam Raimi on some of the things he's worked on that weren't his. All right. Oh, my God. It is his fault. <laughs> You're not a... Shit. Are you talking about Spider-Man 3? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. Sony really wanted Venom in the movie, and he did and not. he didn't want Venom in the no, movie. That's right. Well, in there, and he... they. They had, and that was late in production that they wanted Venom in, or late, late enough to where it's an issue with the story. It's like, oh, okay, we're just gonna. That's why Venom feels shoehorned in. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would argue we say it's almost always the the person who's in charge's fault, in the sense. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> but, I remember being so pissed off at that too. Yeah, but you know, maybe they shouldn't have done it. It is his fault. I mean. Okay, well, okay, now, because of what Sean just said, and I want to direct this towards Randy, because unfortunately, Randy, you, you keep getting cut off, so I want to make sure you get your say on this. Sorry, yeah. Um, Sean is saying that it's, it's, it's his fault, uh, but do you think that if he said, no, we're going to go off of my vision, we're just going to keep it as Sandman and Green Goblin number two, um, do you think that Sony would have kicked him off the project or like not work on any more future projects because he's quote unquote difficult to work with? I mean, if the movie was successful, hell no, they would have said, Oh, so we're going to do Venom now. And they're going to be like, yeah, we'll do Venom now because it's not going to be shoehorned in. You'll be all good. Maybe we wouldn't have had that stupid dance sequence. Oh. Although I do love how they made fun of that in uh, into the spider verse. Oh yeah. I mean, I love that suit. Though. I'm not gonna lie. Not, I'm not talking the Spider-Man suit, the suit that that uh, Peter was walking around. <laughs> really? I like the suit. It looks nice. Yeah, the suit that he actually walked out of the store with is a yeah. nice suit. Hella nice looking. I'm like, dang, I kind of want that. Now him dancing around doing the him yeah. dancing in it? No. <laughs> yeah, no, none of that. Uh, for people out there who were uh, not watching the video, I did do my interpretation of that dance. 
Um, okay, so, <laughs> so try to imagine Bart Simpson as a stripper in The Simpsons, and he's just bang, bang, bang with his guns You're and everything. You're fat. Yeah, me love, baby. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Randy. Okay, don't worry about it. All right, so you know what? While we were while Randy was answering these questions, Sean looked like he wanted to give his answer right away. So first, go ahead, Sean. The first part of the question was because it is a two parter. Uh, do you think that if Doctor Strange is successful? Uh, more companies would be willing to give their comic book property to Sam Raimi to make a movie with. Well, okay. See, here's the thing. See, Sony Marvel, they trust nobody. All they want is a gajillion dollars. Now, Marvel Marvel, which I guess is in turn is Disney Marvel. Uh, Disney Marvel will give a director like some leeway if they trust him. And they do trust Sam Raimi. Let's be fair. They're going to trust him. They don't so, trust Sam. Uh, what's his name? Um, Man, I had his name and then I lost it. Please oh. continue. Okay, so I think everything's going to be fine in that regard. Uh, a horror-based like Doctor Strange, I'm. That sounds cool. Let's just see how it works. And you do have the right guy to do it. Sam Raimi, he does his. He knows his ish. And uh, as for Spider-Man Three, I mean. I could see how that's just a hard situation. So if, if he was like, look, I've already set up Sandman and like second Green Goblin to be the villains, and you want me to shoehorn in Venom, a character I'm not a real big fan of, into the movie, it's the product's going to suffer. And in Sony Marvel, there's going to be like, oh, uh, no, you're going to add Marvel and, or sorry, you're going to add Venom in there, mofo. That's what's going to happen. And then, yeah. So the question for that was, if he said no and he stuck to his guns, and, and as Randy said it, like, oh. you know what? If he came back and he said, like, I'll do it for Spider-Man 4, um, do you think they would have kicked him off the project right there and then? Yes. You think they would have kicked him off? Even though most of the movie had already been created under him, do you think they would have kicked him off? I think they would have kicked him off, given another director a shot at it, and he would have just bumble kinged through whatever the script had, and they would have added Venom, and it wouldn't have be. It might be worse, mm. and it would have been an even worse film. And but Sam Raimi would have been like, "Ah, see, motherfucker, you know, you maybe you should have a little bit of faith." Yeah. I mean, that's what I think would probably would have happened, and then they would have gotten Bumble King director to do Venom, and probably, uh, or I don't know. By that point, I'm sure that that franchise was more than dead. So it's what it is now. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, my quick response to it is, uh, Randy hit it on the mark. When it comes down to projects that belong to Sam Raimi, he's gonna make it flourish, and it's gonna be beautiful, and we're all gonna enjoy it. Uh, that was the guy who created horror comedy. Like, every, in a time where people were trying to make horror as gory and as scary as possible, he's all like, you know what would be funny? If we did this and we got the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness out of that, you know? So if it's his properties, he's going to do well. Uh, I also think that he respects other properties enough to where he's not going to want the... to to tarnish or ruin it in any way sense or form uh, i think that if he stuck to his guns uh, i'm leaning more towards what randy said if he stuck to his guns and the movie came out and it did wonders in the box office then regardless of whatever sony would have thought like that was a dick move but we made hella money okay fine let him do what he needs to do 
Um, honestly, I, I don't think, if I'm being honest, I don't think he, he was as tarnished as people made it believe after Spider-Man 3 as far as working on other ones. But I think he also had plans of his own, like Spartacus. That was an incredible show. Some people have even compared it to Game of Thrones. I'll leave that to the audience. I'll let them check it out themselves. Um, but for four seasons of Spartacus, it, it got crazy. So okay. I could totally see that. Uh, I don't think that it would have hampered it. I think um, depending on the direction that it would have gone in, I think uh, movie studios would have gone up to him with certain characters because they know that he, what he can do with whether it was digital or practical effects or storytelling. You know, he's a very, very incredible director. So just because he had that slip up with Spider-Man, I don't think would have been ruined it for anything else. I do remember cursing his name after Spider-Man 3. I will admit that. I remember wanting to curse his name after seeing it, but I had lost my voice and I could not talk. We watched it on IMAX and I couldn't say anything because I lost my voice. And I remember being really upset and I just couldn't do anything. I remember being upset because I've seen Peter Parker Spider-Man cry more than... <laughs> yeah, that. And I'm like, man, fuck. I'm like, God damn it. And you fucked up Venom. How do you fuck up Venom? I mean, it's because they put it in late. They hired Topher Grace to be the part. I remember there was like that rumor that they were going to get Brock Lesnar to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think Eddie Brock does leg day. So I don't think they should hire uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, I'm just pointing I'm, that out. He doesn't do leg day. So uh, uh, look at yeah. him. Um, okay. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Anyone who's watching us on YouTube or listening to us uh, via podcast. Are you excited that Sam Raimi is going to be working on the new Doctor Strange movie? Uh, I know he's a fan of it, so I, I think he's going to do it justice. But were you expecting anybody else? Are you excited? Are you familiar with who the hell Sam Raimi even is? Did you watch Evil Dead? Let us know. Who the yeah. hell Sam Raimi? Yeah, right? Wow. Well, What's Evil Dead? <laughs> oh, <right>. hell. <laughs> so Randy brought this uh, to our attention uh, as far as things that we can talk about. And I think it's actually really, this will be a lot of fun. So James okay. Gunn uh, tweeted out a movie of movie sequels that did better than the original. So and if you want to look that up. The contingent is that they're the second movie only. Like it, people have brought up, oh, like they're naming like the third iteration of this. It's like, no, 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 second one only. Uh, let me see if I can share this. So what I was thinking that we can do is we can name off what we think did a lot better on the second one um depending on what it is and i'll i'll leave it up to you guys do you guys think that we can also go to possibly the third uh i mean i actually like that it's a limit of like how you put the limit on the sequel on the second okay. and i also want to talk about like you know what's funny is that there's also movies out there that have sequels that did so much that did amazing better like the list that's on here now that we're sharing uh although some of them i disagree with like toy story 2 i don't know if that's i can't decide whether or not that's better than the first one uh but yeah it is uh i don't know it feels weird to me because i'm like i really love that first movie but they, they also the idea that there are sequels that like i'm not necessarily killed the franchise but it was the why did they make this movie agreed like why agreed. why why did highlander 2 turn out to be such a terrible film yeah. oh yeah that's why crow 2 why do you exist ah uh, yeah. yeah okay so let's go off of james Gunn's really quick which is a pretty good list. I mean, it's a strong list, though. Toy Story 2, 
Godfather 2, Spider-Man 2, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call New Orleans. Orleans. I don't know that was a movie. New Orleans, man. No, uh, it, both work. Um, Evil Dead 2. Hey, Sam Raimi. Shrek 2. Yeah, we were talking about it just a second ago. The Dark Knight, Bride of Frankenstein, Hellboy 2, Golden Army, one of my faves. Uh, Road Warrior, for a few dollars more, Paddington 2, X2, and Empire Strikes Back. That's okay. Can That's you... List. All right. Explain to me what Paddington 2 is. Is that Paddington Bear 2? Yeah. Yes, there is a... If you uh, folks out there and Sean, it, there is a live action... Well, live action version of Paddington Bear. They call it Paddington. And they made a sequel, which is actually really good. I have seen both movies and they are very good. Very well made. Um, it doesn't like Paddington Bear 2. It's like, all right, Toy Story, cool. Godfather, Spider-Man, Evil Dead, Dark Knight. Paddington Bear. <laughs> you know? It's one of those ones you're like, wait, really? I mean, he's including all these, like, you know, they're kid films in there as well, like Shrek 2 maybe. Yeah, the- Shrek 2 oh, and yeah, whatnot, I get it. Like Wrath of Khan, Superman 2, Batman Returns, Gremlins 2, Blade 2, Legend of the Drunken Master, which I don't know if that is like really a sequel. I always thought it was like kind of a more of a remake. That's, yeah. yeah, I'm going to agree. That's debatable. Well, okay, so here's the thing with that, because that could be said for Evil Dead also. Yeah, that's why I was actually going to mention that because Evil Dead 1 was more of a serious horror movie because that's what he was going for. It wasn't, the comedy wasn't found until Evil Dead 2, which is kind of just the remake of the first one. Well, because from my understanding, what ended up happening is whatever, whatever studio ended up releasing the first one had ownership yeah. of that universe. Yeah. So Sam Raimi, when he made part two, while borrowing heavily ev- emphasis on part one, was also its own essential universe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Desperado, and there's movies here I forget that are sequels. Like I forget Desperado is a sequel to El Mariachi. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's Magnum Force? Magnum Force, my, from my recollection, I believe that's a Chuck Norris film. So okay. you, that, that's a sequel to it. That any, sounds about right. <laughs> that's a sure anything he's ever done. Uh, I could be wrong. I mean, I guess I should look that up. But then there's also um, Captain America: Winter Soldier. I mean, that's an amazing movie. Uh, and then, but I just like that he puts in an arguable fact: alien and aliens are equal. Anyway, yeah, I can see that. Uh, they're, they're two yeah, they're two different right. style films, and I love them equally. And I thought I put Terminator Two on this list; it belongs. Yeah, Terminator <laughs> Two. I mean, Terminator Two. I think that wins out because the effects are a lot better. Like when you see the Terminator in his the endoskeleton at the end of the first movie, it does not look great. I mean, they tried their damnedest for what it yeah. is, but when it came out. It's amazing, but it does not hold up well. Terminator 2, on the other hand, still holds up great because they made practical effects. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, it's a funny list. I looked at this, I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. And, I, and it made me think of, like, are there other sequels that I really enjoy? Like, if you look further down, he even talks about, what was it? Uh, where is it? Paddington 2. Okay, you mentioned that. Terminator was in there. Wrath of Khan. I'm trying to think what was he was talking about. Where he oh someone talks about uh, Scream Two uh, for sure, and the guy and James Gunn's response is that you are love you are an incredibly lovable and awesome on the circle, but your take on Scream movies need a little work. <laughs> and like some of the people at him like Grease Two, that's I'm like oh shit, I forgot there's a Grease Two, and then his response is just like nope, disappointed face. Um, but yeah, some of these movies. I, I almost feel like we're going to start seeing that meme where, you know, remember the, the guy who's at the table and it's just like, it says something and changed my mind. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Change my mind with it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I feel like that's gonna. We're gonna start seeing some of those on here with James yeah. Gunn sitting on it. Adam's Family Values, which I'm gonna have to agree with. Yeah, that was a great movie. Okay. So, yeah. so we have our movie sets, and, and it seems like it's a really good setup. Um, but we're we're a podcast where we talk about other stuff, such as video games and comics and whatnot. So, yeah. I'd like to open up the forum for video games that we think uh, have the same effect, where maybe the first one was good, but the second one was clearly the superior. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that, but it's also one of those things where, I mean, there's, all, there's also a lot that just didn't work out. So but. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start us off with clearly like the most known as far as our podcast is concerned, because I'm pretty sure other people are like, no, it's this. Uh, I'm going to say Street Fighter 2. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Street Fighter 2, definitely the, the better sequel. Like the de facto... Like the de facto game when it comes down to like the sequel being better than the first because let's be perfectly honest who in this day and age ever talks about street fighter one I, I was trying to explain that game to my wife because when i mentioned this list and talked about the subject we're talking about the street fighter one was a fighting game that wasn't like how street fighter two is you had the my it, my version i saw in the arcade was it was a big machine that had a joystick and then two large buttons that were punch and kick and then you had to hit them and however hard you hit them that's what your degree of strength was so it's like huh like imagine trying to do like a fireball quarter circle forward and then hitting the punch button as hard as you can so you can do that. And it is not, it's not great. The art style also, it's like, ooh. But then this is also like many years ago. Yeah, so that's, that's by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's Birdie right there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so when Birdie first started out, Birdie was a white guy before he was reintroduced in Street Fighter Alpha as a black guy. Yeah. They, they changed it up. Yes. Uh, yeah. Could Street be a different Birdie. I always thought it was, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> the same guy's named Birdie. It's the, a different dude named Birdie. Yeah. They fought for the name. And then sure. and the Birdie that we know and love was the one that actually won it. Yeah. 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 He, perfect. Uh, so yeah, there it is. Like that's that's what it started out as. Ryu. Woo. Woo, Ryu. Why? Why? Because that one. Oh, that one's tiny, but so yeah, nobody really talks about this. Whenever anybody starts with like the actual following of the video game history, not the story mode, but like the video game's history, everyone starts off on Street Fighter 2 because that's where it really took off. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, as far as a title that did better than its, its predecessor, just putting that on the list right now, Street Fighter 2. Oh, yeah. No, easily, easily better. Easily better. You got one, Sean? You know, do you think of a second game of a franchise that's obviously superior than the first one? Resident Evil 2. Oh, a good choice. Good call on that one, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those will not work. Let me go ahead and stop it. We don't use Zoom. I promise. <laughs> um, Randy, do you want to break the bad news to him? Uh, I mean, yeah, we use Zoom. I know, buddy. We're gonna have to talk after the show. I got some bad news for you. What? We use Zoom. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I got that. I'm aware. You screen shared the Zoom thing, but whatever. It's fine. <sighs> All right. Yeah, Resident I, Evil 2. Like, the way he's responding, it's like I kicked his puppy. 
a little bit. <sighs> what is it about Resident Evil 2 that you think uh, is so much better than the original? Sorry, I'm, I'm a little tired. Um, well, I mean, let's be real. Resident Evil 1, a uh, fantastic horror game, right? Absolutely fantastic with the great camera angles, uh, freaks you out. And even when the remake, uh, I actually like the remakes a lot better than a little bit of the originals. I don't know why I said a little bit. Sorry. A lot of it. A lot of it. Uh, they don't really emphasize the camera angles in the remake of uh, Resident Evil 2, though, which is kind of weird. Because in uh, the remake of Resident Evil 1, you get the camera angle where you're at the stairs and it'll look you down the hall and everything. And you're like, oh, it's so creepy. You see the candles and the lighting. And it, it, uh, it was a lighting effect. Like, it was just so good, so good. Resident Evil 2, you don't get that much. Still a really great game. Uh, adding Mr. X in the remakes just makes it even better. Especially now that I'm, I'm starting to really love Mr. X a lot more after playing um, Nemesis and going, oh, God, why? You could have done better with Nemesis. But all right, whatever. Because, like, things. But, uh, because reasons. Yeah. Uh, and it felt like the story was bigger in Resident Evil 2. It felt like the colors were better uh, in Resident Evil 2. Uh, I want to say the guns I feel were better in Resident Evil 2, but I'm probably smoking crack even thinking that. Um, I just thought you smoked crack in general. No, I don't smoke crack. Meth is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Those are two different things. All right. That's what he's I, saying. He doesn't do crack. He does meth. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, man, you're the one who put it out there, okay? I'm too tired to even let it just whatever but yeah resident like evil 2 move, moving on let's just move on <laughs> i'm tired uh randy king what do you think uh as far as my game that i think is better than the original yes i'm probably gonna go with oh uh, i'm gonna go with the newer franchise uh uncharted 2 uncharted 2 is an amazing game it took everything that was in part one and just made it so much more it was actually one of the few games where i played it and i got into the intro where he's on the train and all this stuff happens. And I didn't even realize that I was, that it was no longer a, the, uh, I guess the cut scene or whatnot that now I have to control him or else he's going to fall off. Mm. And I just thought it was so well done. And like the, and what gets me is that there, you know, that game, that game franchise continued with the third one. And the third one is still good. Just not as good as the second one. And it's one of those hard things where I'm like, yeah, man, I forgot to do this so well. Well, the idea of what a sequel is supposed to be is that it's actually supposed to be better than its predecessor. Whatever part, whatever part one set up for the foundation of part two needs to expand and upgrade on that one to go moving forward. Yeah. When done correctly, we have conversations like this where mm -hmm. we, we can say, like, this came out so much better. Uh, I'll put out one more. Uh, if you guys can think of one more, too, that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to say Soul Calibur. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. if you recall, there was actually a Soul Blades for the yeah. PlayStation. We've talked about it before on the show. And admittedly, there's a couple of things that I really wish they would have ported over. They did it later on down the line. But I, I think with Soul Blades, when they had the, the weapons, like the, the different weapons and the, yeah. the storybooks of every character, I thought that was awesome. But yeah. then when Soul Calibur came out, and it was just like a major upgrade of everything that they did. They took things out that didn't work out quite as well. I guess that they thought they didn't work out quite as well. And even though, personally, I wish I would they would have kept them in there, was still an 
excellent title. Uh, they got to expand more on the characters and their move list. Everyone got like new introductions. What is up with this guy? I know. Um, like all he his own farts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I had to answer the phone. So oh. sorry. it was a thing. Um, I had to step away. So yeah, uh, Soul Calibur. Going to say game that did better than its predecessor, Soul Blades. Uh, you know what's amazing about that is that Soul Calibur in the arcade is actually <laughs> not better than the home version because they made the Dreamcast one and it's actually visually and I believe control-wise having flashbacks. Cleaner game. Sorry. Uh, it's a cleaner game uh, on the Dreamcast, the home experience. It's like, oh yeah, that was a good one though. Good choice, good choice. Soul Calibur definitely better than the original. Soul Calibur flashbacks. Sorry, training last night. Oh God, good. Go ahead. I, I, I think uh, Sean's gonna need a second. So Randy, if you've got another title, uh, yes, please. I mean, let's see, game sequels that were better. You know, I always go back to this game, but it's one of those ones where I. <laughs> It's hard because it's technically not a real sequel, but it's like, oh, well, like it's the second uh, one for me, which was because, uh, you know, on original NES, they had uh, the Team NT game, and then they had the, the Team NT, the arcade, or I think it was Team NT 2, the arcade. And that is, at least on the home experience, a better experience than the first one. Because, you know, in the first Terminator, or Terminator, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that game on NES is not great. It's not, you know, it's not a great representation of what the Ninja Turtles were. You know, the movement was really slow. Everyone keeps getting killed when they're trying to swim to defuse the bombs. It's not a fun experience. Yeah, yeah, that face. But then they released the arcade because it was a port. It was an attempt at the porting over the home, the the arcade version at home. And it's exactly what you'd want it to be from a Ninja Turtles game. You had like, you know, the fun catchphrases, they would say. Whole little intro, the not great audio because it's on an NES cartridge. But it's still a fun game. I loved it. I love playing that game still. And uh, yeah, I mean, beginning to play as the Ninja Turtles had the intro music, which was dope. Super important. So yeah, yeah. I beat the original Nintendo. Um, Did you Ninja really? Turtles. I have. And it's not fun, though. It's like one of those things where this is not a fun experience. This is really crappy. I will never fucking do it again in my life. I, ooh. Oh, god damn it. There's a reason why that game, that, that formula doesn't exist in the games anymore. Oh, <laughs> Based on the game version. There's a, there's a little fun fact about that, actually. Um, the MS-DOS version of the game was impossible to beat. Oh, really? Yes. That doesn't shock me. Not, not in a sense because of the game's difficulty, but um, in one of the sewer pipes, when you're going through, they actually shrunk a platform. And it was impossible to make that jump. So oh. beca- because you couldn't make that jump, you couldn't progress past that point in the game. Dick move. So you couldn't beat the game. You could so basically you couldn't even go to the water level for the bombs at that point, you know? Like you got stuck at the beginning. Just delete it and get rid of it. Pretty oh, much. That's what you do. That's what happens. That's yeah. what happens. That yeah. game. I'm never playing that game ever again. I beat it once and I threw it out the fucking window. Did you really? Oh boy. I'm so mad. <laughs> so mad. Uh, well that game, that game took five years of my life. Then you should be glad to know that a sequel I was ten, is, but still a sequel that's better than the original. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Sean, do you have another game? 
I lost my train of thought after Ninja Turtles was mentioned. You just saw a white hot flash and you forgot what you were going to say. Shredder is not fair. It's just, you're going to, people are going to die. Your soul's <laughs> going to die. You're going up against Shredder. Cool. I thought it was dope when I fought the Tetanodrome and I, and I got in and it's like, oh, cool. I'm finally in the Tetanodrome. There's no map. This place is huge. Oh, dear God. I think I memorized things like maybe like a few months and whatnot. Like, okay, every enemy in here, it's Dark Souls quality hard. Okay, but I think I've met, triangulated where I am in the Technodrome. Okay, there's this really long hallway. These guys could kill me in one shot. I have to sidestep and move and move and hit. As I'm going through the hallway. Oh, Sean, God, there's Sean, more Sean, than one. Sean, Sean, Oh. Sean. Sean. Pain. Sean. Why? Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> you're having like a, like, I, I hate to say it. I think you have PTSD over this game. I seriously think you do. That's why I just muted his mic for a second. Oh, man. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> People, I, you know what? We love you for listening to the podcast. We really need you to watch this on YouTube. Please watch it on the YouTube. Yeah, gotta loosen it a little. So upset, <laughs> and I think he poked out his eye. Oh, this guy! Oh my god, I, I genuinely feel so bad for Sean right now. Oh my god, he's done. <laughs> oh man. Like his his headphones are off. He's he's muted. Oh, John, TMNT will not hurt you anymore, dude. It's over. yes. Okay. It's oh, it's done. No, it <laughs> won't because I ended it myself with my bare hands when you I was threw, you threw it away. It could never hurt you again. In a bloody rage, that's how I ended it. Anyway, do you have a sequel? Do you have a sequel that you think is better than the first? Another one, rather. Oh God. Uh, okay, Ninja Gaiden two. Fine. I, I, this is off the really? top of my head. Wait, uh, uh, the 8 bit or the, okay. Making, oh, okay. Okay, I was like, are you talking about like the three, uh, the original Xbox run or? That's what? a game that hurt me plenty. You know, is that the one that's not, that look, doesn't look like the arcade or is it the one that's, uh, because, you know, there's the NES. It's the one that doesn't look like the arcade. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I never get into the one that didn't look the arcade because I like the arcade one so much. You know what? Honestly, I didn't play that one. Yeah, Turtles has screwed me up in my brain. I went back to a really dark place in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're going to have to come back to me. Okay. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give Sean a little bit of breathing room for the yeah. time being. You know, just so he can process these emotions that he thought he buried a long time ago. <laughs> Way to go, Randy Kings. You, hey, bro you, you broke our Sean Vander. I mean, I don't let games bother me. I didn't think it would bug him as well. <laughs> okay, so we've talked about games. Let's see, what's the time? We got about 15 minutes. Um, we talked about games that the sequel did a lot better for, but there's also those titles where the sequel was actually a lot worse than what like the original one gave us. Um, so, you know, we can riff off some of those. Um, do you, you know what? I started this one. How about Randy? Do you have one off the top of your head? Uh, that's the... Where, the... where the sequel came out and the sequel was worse than the predecessor. I mean, I feel bad saying that it's worse, but it's a game that I didn't 
like because it's not it's so it's such a far departure from the original and it's one of those things where why don't you just keep the formula the same uh there's actually two i have in my mind but the first one i mention is uh legend of zelda 2 oh uh was it link's adventure yes you know it's not a bad game per se but it's definitely a far it's different than the original one where compared it's, to what we got it's one of those things where the original game, you're, you know, you only have the worldview, your character, you control the character, you have these attacks, that's how it is. And then they kind of changed it up in, or they changed it up a lot in, in Link's Adventure, where he, uh, where you travel around on this overworld view, I guess you call it, and then he goes into another screen and then becomes a side-scroller, a side-scroll platform, and that's how you played it. And it was so different than the original that... Maybe it is good. I never wanted to try and look back at it, but it's one of the things I played through so much of it, and I go, I'm just not enjoying this as much as the first game. It's not great to me. And I guess a lot of people felt that way because they never really went back to that route. They stuck with the original gameplay style for so long. Sean, are you, are you doing better now, buddy? Halo 2. Real? Oh, as far as better than the predecessor? Yes. Oh, okay. Halo 2? No, that's actually a good call right there. Like, Halo on was a lot of fun, but then when part two came out, it, it expanded. Definitely. Yeah. We got to play as the arbiter and from time to time, depending on how much, uh, how much time we, we let her recharge, we can go to stealth mode. Uh, is that, that's the one where they introduced the, uh, dual wielding and you can change the, uh, which, which, which weapon you have in each or which handgun you can have in each hand. That was a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good mechanic. My only complaint, that. my only complaint, and they, I think they fixed it in Halo 3, but my only complaint about Halo 2 was that in Halo 1, the Magnum had a small scope to it. It, was, it wasn't the greatest, but it was a pretty cool scope. And then part two, they got rid of it. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. they, they had a weapon that's like, okay, here's a really good quality of it. We're totally not going to give you that in the second one. Yeah. Well, because it, I, I think it made it so that it was overpowered. Like you had a Magnum that shredded through shield and health, and it had a scope to it. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculously powerful. We're going to have to take something away. And they got rid of the scope, unfortunately. I was like, no! Yeah. No, that was fine. It's still pretty... It's oh, no, it still... If it's, you can knock down shields and then hit dude, like, twice with the Magnum, you're fine. You can't... Yeah. But, the, but that was the thing. Like, for that one, at that point, you had to be in close combat, whereas before, you can be, like, at medium range. So you can still use the Magnum, which again was what made it kind of overpowered. It's just like a, a close to medium range that can kill you with two shots when you have no shields. Yeah. Like, oh, we've got to pull back a little bit on something here. So bye-bye scope. Crack. Here's the gun back. Oh, Yeah, good call. Halo 2. Um, do you have one off the top of your head, Sean, or do you need a minute for this where the original title came out and then the sequel was worse than the original? My heart hurts <laughs> but Mega Man 2 oh I love this OST like my heart hurts I'm sorry I'm like is it please, please explain. Right. explain Mega Man 2 um I mean it's essentially almost the same as Mega Man 1 except with like different weapons. I love the soundtrack. The bosses are fun. Wily's fun getting up there. I mean, if you've ever played a Mega Man game, Chip Shoot Man. Especially around there, Chip Shoot Man. Yeah, it's the same it's almost the same with just, you know, different weapons, different levels. 
and I, for me, I just love the soundtracks of those old Zulu games. And yeah, and Mega Man 2's got a great soundtrack. So why is it to you worse than Mega Man 1? I'm still flashbacking to the fight with Shredder. It's not, I'm like, I'm, I can't. Oh, buddy, buddy. That doesn't answer do, the question. Do, do you need to lay down? I might after this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why is Mega Man 2 worse than Mega Man 1? Mega Man 2 is not worse than I Mega Man 1. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about titles that where oh. the sequel was worse. Okay, so you said oh. so, so, okay. First off, thank you for the title that was better. Because that almost scared me a little bit. I was like, how is Mega Man 2 worse than Mega Man 1? I can't oh. be right. I was not hearing you. I was just hearing... Flashbacking still. I was just hearing the, the low life meter sound that happens in the original turn, uh, Ninja Turtles. And just hit him. And I'm like, God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? He's coming. Sean, you die. Uh, no. Breathe, no. Sean. Breathe. It can't no. hurt you anymore. It's gone. Yeah, four turtles. <laughs> um, I can't lose Donatello. He's got range. He does have range. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll give Sean a minute to think about it as far as okay. a worse title. Um, I know off the top of my head which one it was, uh, and it's funny how I figured it out. Um, Devil May Cry 2. Hmm. Um, Devil May Cry 2. Uh, I guess because a lot of people may have complained that Devil May Cry 1 was very difficult, that when Part 2 came out, they um, they dubbed it down a bit. Uh, and made it simple to the point where it's just like you don't really want to do anything. Uh, we got to see a character development in Dante compared to part one that was just, you know, we, we didn't want the dark and brooding character. We had already gotten an idea of what Dante was supposed to be. And then we got this new one that was just like, no, no, we don't like this. Like, we, we don't like the dark brooder who doesn't say very much. I like, I do like the the, the coin flip of the double-sided coin, so he always does the right thing no matter what. I thought that was a nice little feature, but everything else to him was just bleh. Um, I like the idea. I think what they were trying to do is that they were trying to expand the universe because they had a second character, and God damn it, Sean, I hate you because your hair looks so much better than mine. Um, my hair, like, fluffs and curls, and yours just, like, goes down really simple, like, you son of a bitch! Um... Oh, oh, fuck you, Randy. <laughs> I hate you both. Uh, For those who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, <laughs> um, we thank you for tuning in. It is great of you to do that. But what you're, what's happening right now is... E-Man's getting salty. Randy King's showing off their long hair to a manual. And he can't grow long hair for some reason. I don't. Oh no! Okay, let let me rephrase. I can. It just doesn't come out looking like that. Please check out the YouTube channel, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I hate you both, you sons of bitches. Um, <laughs> hair flip. Yeah. Um, going back to it. <laughs> there you go, Sean. I, I hated. You know, all you had to do in the game, honestly, is just stay, like, walk away and shoot. 
Like there was, there was, there was no incentive to actually go in there with any of your, your melee weapons, like swords or anything. You just take whatever gun you had, the pistols or the, the little daggers for, I can't remember her name and just walk away and just keep throwing them. You, you avoided all danger. That's how you can beat the game. Even on the artist difficulty mode, you can do that. And it just, it robbed people of what you needed to do in Devil May Cry 1 where you actually have to go in there. Like, that's not an alternative. Like, the guns Wall should be running used for... sucked. The, the, the guns were mainly for smaller enemies and did, only did damage to bosses when you were in your transform state, which made sense because you were supposed to be a bit more powerful. You know, that was really cool. That was a cool factor to it. And then to take that away and give us Devil May Cry 2 was just like, oh, no, no, I don't like that, no. So for my pick from going worse than the predecessor, Devil May Cry 2. Good choice. That's a good one. Uh, one thing I will say, though, that I did like was actually the character design, at least how it's supposed to look. It's like, oh, they actually took a chance on some of these looks, and I thought it looked awesome. Unfortunately, the game was ridiculously easy. It was one of those, it's not, like you said, it's not as rewarding to play. Yeah. Sean, did you come up with a, a title that was worse than the predecessor? I can't think of anything that's worse right now. Okay. Like, well, I don't. I want to go to a happy place. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Damn it, Randy Kings, you broke our vendor. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, it's. Been... You know what's fucked though? Nothing because pop. you know what's fucked though because I couldn't beat Turtles, and I got to a point where I was like, screw this. I just bought a game, Genie. I gave up, and I was like, you know what? F this. Like, math, this. And I got a Game Genie, and I put that mofo in, and I put the, like, I don't lose life code, and I got all the way to Shredder. I went through all of the levels, got all the way through the Technodrome, all the way to Shredder. I didn't lose any life getting down that death hallway. The minute I get to Shredder, he does his one hit kill and fucking kills my turtle. And I'm like, this is even with the game genie. Even with the game genie. With my own money. That my own nineties chore boy, like little boy money to get a game genie. And I was robbed. <laughs> So to beat that game, and I was just like, why did I buy a Game Genie? And then I just took the Game Genie out and did it myself. It was pain. Well, it got you to where you needed to go. And if anything else, you became a stronger gamer because of it. Mm-hmm. I would suppose I did, but man, that's flashbacks. Oh, God damn it. Oh, are sure. we going on to bad sequels again? Why are we doing that? Because it, you know it's it's both sided. You know, it's like I can it's... think of a bunch of games that are like the sequels better than the original, like right now. But I can't think of one that is worse All right. than the original. You know what? Then right now, give, give us give us another one where the sequel is better than the first. Well, now because I'm in like this like retro eight bit like mood because of pain, um, I'm just gonna go uh, Double Dragon two. Mega Man 2. Um, damn. I like oh, Mario 2. You, actually, I was just about to ask you that. I because, like Mario 2. Because Randy does not, apparently. He, when he sent me the text message for this topic, he said where the sequel was worse, and he said Mario 2 was worse than Mario 1. So now I'm kind of curious because we have both sides of the argument. 
So uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll let uh, we'll let Randy King start on this one right now. Randy, why is part two worse than part one in and this case? It goes to the same thing of like how Legend of Zelda is the original. Why I like the original over the sequel that they made. It's because it was such a far departure from the original game where, you know, you were not really running through all this. There's a, it's a lot slower paced game. It is cool that they added new characters and there was a newer storyline, but I'm also bummed that I'm like, I'm not fighting any, I'm not going anywhere original. And it's funny enough is because Mario Brothers, Super Mario Bros. 2 here in America is actually not the second game. In actuality, in Japan, they actually have, like, they released it on Super Nintendo as part of the Super Mario Brothers. Uh, All-Stars. All-Stars? Yeah, it's called All-Stars, where you got the, they called it the Lost Levels, which was very similar to the original and everything. And I'm like, oh, that's what they got in Japan. I'm like, why didn't we get that here? Uh, the Mario we got, Mario Brothers 2 in the United States, is actually uh, Mario and Dreamland. And it was like a... a Doki Doki Panic, wasn't it? Something like that. It's like, oh, it's not meant to be. It wasn't. It was. It was just them trying to, I guess, shoehorn a sequel here. Well, well, funny enough, um, and we'll go to Sean in just a second. But just so that we can clarify what happened, uh, apparently, when they made Mario Brothers two uh, for the NES in Japan, a lot of gamers complained that Mario two was exponentially more difficult than Mario Brothers one. And in order to make sure that the American audience still purchased a lot of Mario Brothers 2, they're like, well, we can't do this. If it's too hard, they're not going to want to play anymore. So they did what they could at that point, which was take Doki Doki Panic and reskin it to where it was the Mario Brothers and Toad and Peach, which is actually how Peach ended up getting her unique ability of being able to float. It kind of carried over into other titles. Uh, the only thing that makes me weird out by that is like, because I released them, like, I played the Lost Levels and beat it. I'm like, it's not hard. I mean, it's I don't fun. Know, it's challenging. I, I found it more difficult. I found it way more difficult. I mean, uh, and also it's the idea that shouldn't it, shouldn't it be like shouldn't there be a level of challenge after the first game? I mean, I guess they or thought enough. I guess they thought enough to the point where they are like it's too much. Like they're, you're right, progression is a great thing, and if it becomes more difficult, but but you're able to go past it, then yeah. But when it comes to the point where it becomes frustrating, I kind of see that point. Uh, Sean, why do you like Mario? Why do you think Mario Brothers 2 was the better sequel than Mario, Mario Brothers 1? Um, for all the same reasons Randy said he, that he doesn't like it. Because it's a departure, because of. Yeah, because it was so different, because it was so difficult. And uh, yeah, that that's honestly why. And it was. I mean, I dug the idea of it. I'm like, man, Mario Brothers changed. It's crazy. I like I don't know how I'm able to dig through the ground by throwing sand up in the air, but cool. All right, I'm down. And then like throwing potions on the ground to open doors. I mean, I was like, yeah. And like, where's coins? Oh, you can get coins doing this. And it, it was really cool, man. And I like picking up enemies and throwing them at other enemies. It was fun. It was real Guys, fun. And I dug it. We're and just about done for the podcast, but there I've was, been done five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but this actually leads to one more question, and it's actually more directed towards Sean because of how he answered the question. Um, okay. When it went back, when it went from Mario 2 to Mario Brothers 3, and it went back to more of the original formula just with a whole bunch of upgrades and add-ons, what did you think about that? That was fine, too. That was, yeah. I dug it. This is Mario 3. How do you not like Mario 3? One of the best titles, but like the way you were explaining it where they made a huge departure and then in part 3 they kind of went back to the original formula just with more bells and whistles. I, I was kind of curious as to how that how what you thought about it after that. On paper, I shouldn't like Mario 2. On paper. 
but I remember having so much fun playing it. Hmm. And I don't know if that if that's anything to do with Doki Doki Panic or, or what Mario 2 is, but uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind playing more Doki Doki Plan- Panic, to be honest, if there was a sequel to that. Right but on. I doubt it. So, I mean, if there was, I would have heard about it. And if there is, I want to play it. I'll hmm. LP the fuck out of that. I'm so upset. <laughs> I-, I think we should call it so that... Uh... We can give Sean some time to recover. I need a shower, a sandwich, <laughs> and 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 music, something uh, to lighten the mood. We're just gonna send videos to Sean's page about the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game. I beat it. Wow. I'm never gonna do it ever again. Wow, Randy Kings, you are. I talked uh, over Randy Kings, so I didn't hear a word he said. He so said that he was just going to post no. a bunch of, of, of those no. on social media. Oh, wait. Like of, of TMT one. All right. Or I could just send cartridges like here, dude. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> this game can't be expensive. Here you go. It really can't. <laughs> game. All right. Uh, Sean, you already posted up your, your, yours. I can do, your I can Twitch. do final. I can do final. Yeah. Moments. It's you, fine. You, you put your Twitch out there already. So uh, I can please. do it again. Final right. words then. So I'm going to be, as we're recording this podcast right now, it's a Saturday. So I, I'm, I seem to be uh, streaming Saturdays a lot easier now, and that's good. Uh, I think that might be my schedule. I tried to do other days, but it's just Saturday seems to be the easiest day for me to do this, especially with what everything is going on. Um, and it's been my butt kicking on soul caliber but i am getting better so uh yeah on vander on vander 978 at twitch.tv you can see my friends murder my face off with uh soul caliber and uh yeah i'm but i am getting better so if you want to see the hilarity of that and you see how animated i am on this uh podcast you can totally see a whole bunch of it on uh when people are beating me up in soul caliber so yeah that's so sad when you're saying that one part because teenage mutant ninja turtles randy that's why (sighs) i usually i don't i i don't get salty on soul caliber that is not true i've seen you get really salty over that a little bit a little bit but i i recover a little bit i recover but at the final end last week i was like now I'm salty. Now okay. we have to stop. <laughs> but that was like after hours of playing. All right. So, all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, check me out on Vendor978 at twitch.tv. Cool. So, yeah. uh, Randy? Uh, I mean, be cool out there. If there's charities that you, or even restaurants that people are really into that you know are doing services, like they're offering food, uh, delivery, whatnot, please try and support them because we're going to, once this is all over, and we notice that some, you know, everything's said and done. We're gonna need these places to go back to to get into the comfort that we once had, uh, to get some closeness to it. And uh, if there's any, like I said, charities or any groups or for anything uh, out there that you think that you might support, just go out and support it, even if it's just a dollar. Perfectly okay. Word or a share button. You know, yeah, just share it. Okay. All right, uh, guys. Thanks so much for doing the podcast, um, Sean. I I hope you get better. Um, I'll be fine. Honestly, right now you look a little bit like Rob Zombie. I'll be fine. Uh, just a little bit, just a little bit. The beard and the long hair, very Rob Zombie-ish. 
Cool. But you know what? Uh, People who are listening, you be the judge. You let us know. Um, For Sean Vander, Randy Kings, I am the stubborn SOB, vitamin E man, a.k.a. Emmanuel, reminding you that in these times of chaos, be kind. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen.